Lumi is the global provider of solutions that enhance stakeholder engagement during AGMs and investor relations meetings. To discover how you can elevate your next stakeholder meeting, visit us at lumiglobal.com. Today I'm speaking to Peter Fowler, Managing Director at Lumi UK, about the 2023 AGM season. It's great to be speaking to you today, Peter. So to start us off, have you noticed any trends emerging from this year's AGM season? Yeah, and thank you very much for me to join. It's it's great to be joining again. Um, absolutely, yeah. I think the the trends this year uh, have been very interesting. I think it's mm-hmm. been you know very influenced by the cost of living crisis. I think yeah. no doubt, sort of the rising inflation and probably the mm-hmm. uncertainty around sort of geopolitical landscaping. You mm-hmm. know, that's very much been the dominance of it. I think we've seen both. Uh, Activism from shareholder groups, both uh, you know shareholder groups themselves and outside bodies. Mm-hmm. I think it's been quite uh, it's been quite rife. I think within mm-hmm. the UK, you know, there's been some big organisations that have experienced uh, some disruptions uh, to yeah. their shareholder meetings. Mm. Um, but I think yeah, it's it, that's been probably the general consensus is yeah, cost of living, rising inflation, geopolitical, geopolitical, and and then as always, some of those uh, those disruptions that we've seen. And how much of an impact do you think the pandemic's had on um, the COVID-19 pandemic has had on uh, AGMs worldwide? (laughs) It's been significant, I would say. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I take some examples from, mm. you know, even even just our solution, obviously that, that's used around the world. You know, mm. we went probably prior to the pandemic, we were doing about ninety or so virtual or hybrid meetings. That went to four and a half thousand overnight. Wow. So that was <laughs> incredible. You know, from a from a you know a meeting format point of view, mm-hmm. um, the the change from a physical traditional physical only meeting mm. went very very quickly to virtual. We knew that that wasn't going to be the case uh, across the globe. Mm. We knew that virtual wasn't going to be the format that was going to continue post the pandemic. Mm. And that's that has been the case. I think there's been some, some markets around the world where legislation changed mm. uh, to enable virtual, and virtual is the predominant meeting format. Because that works in that particular market, you know, I talk about somewhere like Norway, for example, Mm. um, the USA, you know, there's reasons why virtual works well there. In Mm. the UK, of course, legislation doesn't allow for virtual, nor do I think actually the shareholder uh, the shareholders themselves and the shareholder base really do want virtual. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a big calling for hybrid. Mm-hmm. There's a big calling for enabling anybody to join around the world, no matter what time of day. It's very hard to get to a meeting in London at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday yes. unless you're, you're a particular demographic. So I think yeah. this opening up and this ability for any investor, wherever they may be, to join the meeting, I think is important. However, the balance is important. I think mm. the opportunity to attend a physical location mm. and to speak is probably the predominant feeling across the shareholder uh, groups, as I say, uh, that, that hybrid is is very much the format that they want. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And, and you mentioned a little bit about activism. What are some of the important themes that do dominate AGMs year in, year out? Yeah. So I think, I mean, from a, from a theme point of view, I think, you know, we're, we're absolutely, as always, we're seeing things around executive pay. I think mm. board Position. There's no doubt, you know, they are always hot topics and mm. they always will be hot topics. Mm. But there's no doubt, given shareholder activism, mm. you know, the root, the root cause of that is around climate change and, and matters yeah. surrounding that. You know, that's what's really driving some of these, these disruptions within these meetings mm. and influencing the disruptions. Mm. So I'd say, you know, the normal topics themselves, absolutely, uh, yeah. still continue to exist. But climate change is probably something that we're seeing much more of. Right. Which, as I say, is is 
you know, it's making it's making the the management of the meet of the meeting a little mm. bit more challenging. I think you've got mm. to be ready for for those circumstances if they were to occur. But I think what I've seen over the last few years is that actually companies are much more prepared for this. They're really thinking and they're planning around the potential disruptions and have contingencies in place, and that's vital. Uh, when it comes yeah. To and so, um, I mean, climate change is one of those long-term trends, you know, um, it makes you think about what the future of the AGM will be. What do you think that will look like? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. And I think even prior to the pandemic, this mm. this conversation was starting, you know, mm. has, you know, have we lost the true meaning of an AGM? I've been to many over 18 years or so annual general mm-hmm. meetings. And the business of the meeting is somewhat distracted by other elements uh, surrounding, you know, some of the retail shareholders and some of the questions that they have, are just not relevant to the business of the meeting. Yes. So I think there was a drive to try and sort of realign this. I do think actually COVID had an impact on that because mm. I think what we were seeing is actually that shareholders that had meaningful business related questions um, were attending the virtual format in that moment yeah. where we had virtual meetings. Yeah. Uh, because we did see attendance drop slightly rather than that dwelling on that fact. Actually, I think the, <laughs> I want a better phrase for this, but I think the quality of the shareholder that was attending the meeting who had right. much more business related questions were attending okay. that, that meeting. Mm. And I think that trend has continued because we have mm. seen the physical meeting attendance uh, drop. But as I say, true business matters are starting to be spoken about. But I think you know, the, the premise of the annual general meeting is, of course, it's a vital aspect of the corporate governance. You know, it allows yeah. the shareholders to engage with company management, to vote uh, and to stay informed about the company's performance. Yeah. I think that's what we really need to uh, to focus in on. And I think this this particular piece of technology that enables investors to join wherever they may be yeah. I think is really driving that again it's driving that focus as I say mm. but probably what we are seeing is actually a lot more engagement is occurring with shareholders year you know across yeah. the year not just at the annual general yeah. meeting I think that's you know that that's something we're starting to see okay uh, a lot more of that sounds like a positive trend as well and, and you talked so. to the, yeah. yes and you talked about um hybrid being here to stay so and you've talked a little bit about um how the format of agms has changed it might be interesting to talk a little bit more about um how how you're seeing agm formats changing over the last few years obviously because of the pandemic we went fully virtual but i think Mm. you know what that really prompted was was issuers and organizations to really learn very quickly around Mm. one the broadcasting side of things you know so yeah without a doubt therefore you know because it was virtual we had to set up for a fully sort of broadcast facility so the opportunity to webcast and stream the meeting live Mm -hmm. uh, and pair that with the business of meetings so i think that was a quick learning curve i think for a lot of organizations and probably in that very quick moment it was an audio broadcast only where the company could be heard but maybe Mm. not seen I think yeah. as we've developed and as this has progressed, you know, there's an expectation now uh, mm-hmm. from stakeholders that the board can be seen. You can see the entire meeting room and mm. the entire setup. Um, you can see the presentations very well uh, as they are progressed. You know, there's a strong expectation, but I think that you know that was coming and and that yeah. was um, that was already happening. And, you know, initially, yes, virtual predominantly was the meeting format. It had to be for obvious reasons. Yeah. But 
what we are seeing now is, you know, if we look at our global meeting composition of around 2000 meetings. So this is up until this is our first half of the year. So mm. we did around 2000 uh, meetings there and we saw around 44 percent of those meetings were fully virtual. Right. Um, in the markets, as, as I suggested, the USA, mm. in Norway, mm. where legislation has changed. And then hybrid is 34 percent. That's a big increase um, over the years. That hybrid, uh, that meeting format of thirty-four percent is very strong. If yeah. I focus in on the UK, yeah, more you know, every single organisation that has uh, that has offered a digital uh, pairing to their meeting is is by default hybrid. So the vast majority of the FTSE one hundred uh, are mm. are buying into hybrid, are using it well, and we're mm. also seeing attendance starting to grow as well around that format. So shareholders are really understanding the technology; they know how mm. to join the meeting and, and to participate. And the feedback that is coming back through from mm. shareholders and issuers is very positive. You know, it's come a long way as far as how yeah. shareholders engage at the meeting in hybrid formats. Um, and uh, as I say, you know, the, the overwhelming um, feeling and, and, sen- and consensus is, is mm. that it's very positive. Well, that sounds great. And um, so in your opinion, what's the most effective format for an AGM? <laughs> I'm going to mm. say hybrid. I yeah. think I have to say, you, you know, yeah. and I think, but the, but I think that's an overwhelming thing. Not to, it's not just coming from me. You know, obviously, yeah. I have a, bi- a biased opinion being a technology yeah. provider to this, <laughs> to, uh, and providing this kind yeah. of solution. Try and remove that from from obviously my feelings. I think if you look at the format, and mm. you know, as I discussed earlier. I think that the format historically, you know, prior pandemic, the physical mm. it was so restricting. You know, mm. as I said, who could attend a meeting at eleven a.m. <laughs> on a Wednesday, yeah, in a, in a central London location or even a remote location? In, in yeah, place? it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So hybrid really provides the best of both worlds. You know, it yeah. provides that traditional shareholder who wants to attend a meeting mm. to. to physically attend for whatever reason they may <laughs> want to um that still remains and that still mm. remains important but this opportunity to allow for any shareholder wherever they may be uh, mm. to participate and engage and ask questions and vote you know i think it's absolutely yeah. it feels mm. right it's the right thing i think historically there's been a concern by companies that mm. hybrid is very difficult it's costly yeah. it's very difficult to manage you know there's lots of complexities around that but I think mm. that's broken now. You know, that's yeah. disappeared because of everything we went through yeah. with running these meetings virtually. Once you do this once, this is a big thing that we really promote. The support you need through the very first hybrid or virtual experience mm. um, is is needed, absolutely. And, you know, organizations like ourselves are there to support the company. But once you've done it once, it's a very, very good, easy format to replicate and repeat. And it mm. just opens up opportunities as well around what more you can do uh, surrounding the location, the timing, et cetera. Of that yeah, physical. absolutely. And um, which companies have you seen that have embraced the virtual or the hybrid format successfully? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I kind of touched on it from a UK mm. point of view, the vast majority of the FTSE 100. And this is interesting. I think, you know, organisations like Shell and Barclays and HSBC mm. and Marks and Spencers uh, within within the UK, mm. absolutely, they've adopted it. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I've, 
absolutely commend organizations like that. You would think that some of these organizations would shy away from something like this because Mm -hmm. you're opening the meeting up to potentially unlimited attendance and engagement Mm -hmm. from the shareholders wherever they may be. Mm -hmm. So somebody like Shell and BP and Mm -hmm. Barclays, you know, they've got challenging, you know, Mm -hmm. there's some challenging subjects there to address uh, when it comes to Q&A, but they're not shying away from this, this format. They're absolutely embracing it. It's great mm. corporate governance. It's a great experience for their shareholders. And these are the ones that are really adopting it and really driving this forward uh, mm. as the as the format that is that is here to say, and they can see all of the advantages of that. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned earlier a little bit about um, shareholders changing a little bit in, in terms of who <laughs> attends. Um, so how do you think modern shareholders differ from traditional shareholders? Yeah. That's <laughs> such a good question. I think, well, there's, there's actually two, piece, two pieces to this. I think one challenge in the UK that we face is access mm. to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And there's been a big drive by the likes of Marks and Spencers, you know, particularly around this concept of shareholder roadblocks. Because, right. you know, as, as shareholders who hold their shares in, in an underlying sort of nominee broker account, mm. as the modern day shareholder would buy their shares through that kind of platform, yeah. to access the meeting is really, really challenging. You know, uh-huh. it's very, very difficult. It's very cumbersome. You've got to go through, a, you know, a, a lot to get your credentials to mm. then access and authenticate yourself into the meeting. This is starting to be broken down. So the modern day shareholder is, is you know, is driving that change. I think there is some great advancements from the likes of Interactive Investor who are opening up the opportunity for the underlying shareholders, and they are shareholders within the meeting, to join and participate. What's different from a modern day shareholder? I think their willingness to vote and to be heard. I think they've got strong desires around asking questions, uh, but ultimately they want to participate and they want to participate live in these meetings. I think long gone a little bit of the days of our shareholders turning up and all they're wanting is biscuits and coffee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's now, as I said, you know, the true true meaning of an AGM is starting to be seen once more where matters are really uh, being discussed and, you know, and that's, I think that's the modern day shareholder influence that's, that's coming through. Okay, interesting. And so you alluded a little bit to the expectations changing mm. of, of shareholders. So so the modern shareholder, what are their expectations and needs? I think it's a, you know, it's an opportunity to, to engage. You know, when we apply technology and hybrid uh, technology to the meeting mm. format, I think there is an expectation that you know, you're never going to have exactly the same experience as a physical meeting. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be disenfranchised by by joining online. You should have the yeah. opportunity. You should yes. have the opportunity to not only, you know, maybe write in your questions um, and for them to be read out verbatim and answered live in the meeting, but mm. there should also be an opportunity for you, for you to be heard. There is a potential legal requirement here where shareholders, no matter where they are, are should be heard. Yeah. So I think this concept that not only can you can you type in your questions, but I think this opportunity to speak, to be heard and have and mm. to have a two way conversation uh, with the chair uh, in that mm. moment, I think should be apparent and should be easily accessible. Now, I could go on around the technology and making mm. sure that anybody can join no matter yeah. what device they're on. But that's a given that that is here now. And those barriers mm. are no longer exist. But I think this this concept of um not being, uh, as, as I say, sort of disenfranchised, you know, this, mm-hmm. this feeling that a modern day shareholder, even though they're joining online, have the same, you know, they, they have the same 
place and the, the same level as the physical shareholder who's attending, who can mm. get to an 11 o'clock meeting uh, yes. <laughs> on a Wednesday. So I think mm. it's, it, it's a balance and it's an expectation that they're going to be heard, their questions are going to be addressed. Absolutely. Um, and do you think the AGM as a, as a standalone event, is that enough to engage investors year round? <laughs> um, I don't think it's enough. No, mm. I think obviously the AGM is a really important moment for mm. the shareholder to do that. But what I will say is that we're seeing an awful lot more events occurring, mm. actually. So I think this is happening. I think issuers are understanding that an engagement all year round is important. Lumi, as, a, as an organization, you know, we are now not only supporting annual general meetings, we're also supporting investor relations meetings. Mm-hmm. And no longer do investor relations meetings just uh, mean quarterlies or half years or four mm-hmm. years. You know, there's an extensive calendar around yeah. investor relations meetings uh, no matter what kind of investor you are whether you're institutional or whether you're retail some of the the, the ir calendars that we're seeing um, that are happening across the year you know in some cases we're talking 40 40 plus events around investor relations meetings so i think the opportunities exist and i think organizations are really trying to embrace and are, are really trying to engage um, so i do think Yes, the AGM will always remain a very important retail shareholder moment, Mm. but more and more opportunities are being provided. And and therefore, I also promote the organizations that aren't to look to the others that are uh, because the the benefits are there to be seen. Absolutely. Um, So when you're planning an AGM, what are the must do's that you should do? Yeah, I mean... So I think we, we've we've probably talked about meeting format a lot. Yeah. So I think obviously uh, applying the meeting format um, is is key. Understanding your re, your your shareholder base, their wants and their needs. Mm. Of course, there's a restriction in the UK relating to, to legislation. But yeah. Maybe that barrier in the in the future will change. From a planning point of view, you've. Obviously, you've got a bit of venue location. You've got the technology that you want to to apply. You want to ensure that whatever technology you are applying and whatever format of broadcasting, again, it's engaging, it speaks to your base, your shareholder base, and it ticks those boxes. From an organizational point of view, I think, you know, there's an element of preparing the board. By now, we're probably amazed that the vast majority of board members uh, across the uh, FTSE organizations have probably already done virtual, if not hybrid already. They understand and started to really understand that it is a little different to deal with, obviously, questions coming in online as as well as physical. But I think making sure that that board member is very, very well prepared, whether that's in the form of booking rehearsals or things like that, again, to to prepare successfully, um, then that's something to consider. Mm. Um, But also, I I think there's an element of, we come to Q&A, you know, Q&A is is probably, you know, it's the absolute crux of it all, really. It's the most important part of an AGM, not only from a shareholder's perspective, but from from a company perspective. Everybody wants that to go very smoothly. Uh, And so I think preparation is key there. Mm. We work with an awful lot of organizations and the vast majority of these organizations will have board packs and Q&A packs ready to support the board Mm -hmm. in that moment. But I think, again, technology is now providing a role here where a lot of that is becoming much more digital, much quicker to adapt and to be agile to the Mm. different formats. 
how you how you manage the Q&A experience. There's a lot of successes that we've seen over the past few years that we can provide that kind of that guidance and support to new organizations who are starting to use this. Being very, very well prepared around the Q&A yeah. piece. And lastly, yeah. as always, it comes, you know, it's probably with any event that you'll ever run, is preparing for mm-hmm. the unexpected. You know, it's yes. having the contingency plans. It's yeah. understanding what to do if. Mm. Um, and I, the trend, as I go back to what I said earlier, is that I think a lot of organizations this year have been much more prepared for the unexpected uh, and have dealt with situations yeah. very, very well that have occurred. Yeah. That's interesting. And I, I wonder, like you said, if that plays into a growing awareness of those key trends that are influencing AGMs like climate change. And I think they also influence um, the likelihood of activism. How should organisers prepare for shareholder and outside activism? <laughs> it's a great question. There's there's probably many answers to this, but I think, you know, having um, probably looking at your, your peers and organisations mm-hmm. that have experienced this before, there's no doubt there's a lot of learnings that can take place from, from situations that have occurred. Obviously, when you're thinking about physical venues, you're thinking about all of the opportunities around how to manage disruption and how quickly can you move past that disruption. Yeah. Um, I think for for the sense of from an online participation point of view, you know, ironically, I think one, we don't typically see much occurring online. It's yeah. always traditionally it's happening mm. in a physical location. Mm-hmm. But I think actually technology, if it were to occur online, is probably mm. much, much easier to deal with than it is a physical meeting. You know, yeah. this opportunity just to whether to, to turn off the sound of an activist yeah. or whether to or whether to block them from mm. messaging, you know, those kind of features exist in a technology format. Yes. It's a much easier to deal with than maybe ejecting somebody who's in a meeting yeah. room causing disruption. So I think as far as preparing, again, I think it's thinking of every unexpected, you know, everything, mm. planning for the unexpected. Or what are the contingencies that that, uh, that you can look at? Um, and as I said, probably looking at, uh, your, at the peers and, and some of the things that have happened recently is probably mm. the best way to do that. We've talked about what the future of AGMs might look like. So um, what tips would you have for anyone planning next year's AGM in 2024? What will the landscape look like then? Now, one of the pieces I would say is, is almost promoting, you know, when you're running a hybrid meeting, is actually promoting or sort of leading with digital first. That's been very successful in some of the organisations that we've worked with recently this year. You know, I think when when they are leading with that message, you know, it can somewhat take the heat a little bit away from that physical location meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is, is showing great signs of increasing shareholder engagement and shareholder attendance. So I think, you know, when... When composing the notice of meeting, I think that is something to consider. That you know, very much promoting the hybrid, uh, the hybrid meeting, mm-hmm. the role of technology and how it can support the format. So, you know, I think again, probably touched a, a little bit on the hybrid format and how technology can support the extension to some of these things around Q and A, enabling shareholder engagement for those that are online. Actually, what can you apply? in that sense, to the physical location. So by that, I mean, an experience I could have as a shareholder is that, you know, I tend to the physical location. It's a hybrid meeting format, but I'm a physical shareholder who turns mm-hmm. into the meeting. From a Q&A experience, what we're really starting to see is this concept of pre-registering questions. Okay. Now, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's a new uh, concept, but it's increasing and it's, mm-hmm. it's um, and its appetite. So I think, you know, as a shareholder, I would go to a 
question registration desk, I would, you know, I'd say, you know, this is the general theme of my question. I'm greeted by a company mm -hmm. member and staff. What's the beauty of that is that that's coming back into a central location where not only obviously are the physical pre-registered questions, but the questions coming in online are coming into that space as mm -hmm. well. So from a meeting uh, control point of view, Mm -hmm. you know, the team that the team that are supporting the board behind the scenes are then starting to manage the questions they're starting to manage the themes that are coming in and this is all prior to the start of the AGM they're starting to provide some you know some helpful suggested answers to the board you know if they're technical mm -hmm. questions then i think that's very helpful and supportive but most of all what that then means is when it comes to the Q&A experience one it's incredibly controlled which I think is great. It's very orderly. Mm -hmm. It provides that provides comfort to everybody if it's quite controlled and orderly. Mm -hmm. um, but most importantly, as I touched on before, this concept of not disenfranchising one or the other, the concept of having questions coming in physically and mm -hmm. online, and maybe even verbal questions coming in from a remote attendees, gives the opportunity for the chair to then really sort of bounce between the different locations or mm. the different, um, wherever those shareholders may be mm -hmm. so this you know we'll take a physical question first the shareholder still gets to speak and ask the question and then we'll move to an online written then we'll move to a verbal question yeah. and then we'll carry on and you know i think that works really well and i mm -hmm. think actually what i have seen in in the larger meetings as i say where you know questions really dominate the annual general meeting mm -hmm is that we're starting to see actually, well, let's pick up on themes. Let's address climate change first. Let's yeah. address all of the questions that, that surround that topic. And then let's move now, let's move on to remuneration as an example. Mm. And then let's move on to board composition. Rather than having this, you know, very ad hoc random Q&A that's bouncing from one subject to the other, mm. it becomes much more structured. Um, and I think the experience for all is, is therefore, you know, somewhat greater. So yeah. I think, you know, from a tip point of view, I think, you know, hopefully that's been helpful. You know, yeah, that's absolutely. one of the experiences that I've seen and how meetings uh -huh. have been run very, very successfully this year. Thank you so much for all those tips. They are incredibly useful. And thank you so much for the discussion today. It's been great to speak to you about some of the key emerging trends of the 2023 um, AGM season and get your insights on how the meeting format is evolving as the expectations of modern shareholders, as we discussed, are changing. And thank you for sharing your advice on planning an AGM in terms of the format it should take, optimising the Q&A session and preparing for activism at the event. It will be, as you say, really interesting to look at how AGMs continue to evolve into the 2024 season and beyond. Um, thanks again for your time today, Peter. It's been really interesting. Thank you so much, Beverly. Thank you. Thank you. Engage Governance. Look out for more podcasts coming soon. We would like to thank our sponsors and experts for supporting the launch of the Engage Governance podcast series. To access more podcasts and other useful governance tools, like our guidance notes, blogs and articles, please visit www.cgi.org.uk.